Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stancy and Romaran together here at Podcast Network Asia. No yo, yo, Chino, yo, yo, yo. no Camus. Yeah, Chino's uh, out watching the Chappelle show. Yeah. So good for him, good for him. And as for Camus, he has uh, some bosses to please because uh, those bills don't pay themselves. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, things happen. So we're throwing it old school for this, uh, no, this episode of the week. Just for this episode, we have another one scheduled for later in the week. So don't worry. I think we should all be together again, plus more, uh, on that episode. Yeah, it's going to be extra packed once we uh, announce that guest. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, let you know who our guest is for Thursday at the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, before, before we get to talking about this week in wrestling, and when we say this week in wrestling, there's a lot that went down. Um, some stuff that we need to unpack. Uh, before that, we've got some upcoming events that we want you to be a part of. So let's start off with PWR Mabuhay Ang Wrestling that's mm-hmm. taking p- yeah. uh, place on January 26th, last Sunday of the month at the Power Max Center Spotlight over at Circuit Makati. As always, you can get your tickets at TicketToMe.net. I believe there's also a shortened URL. It's uh, bit.ly slash Mabuhay Ang Wrestling or something mm. like that. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there probably might be a, a PWR there sa simula. So go check that out. Tickets, as usual, are at 399 pesos for one, 1,099 for your Barcada bundle, and at the gate, it'll be 450 pesos. And then the following day, the wrestling does not end there because you've got the annual Royal Rumble viewing party at Skinny Mike's. Hey. As always, we're going to be doing it big, so we're going to be having uh, the viewing party at the main bar. Tickets are at 300 pesos a pop. They come with a free drink, whether you want to drink a beer or a soda, an icy or a juice. yeah, yeah. We'll be there as early as 5 a.m. Will you be there? Uh, no, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Well, the rumble How? is different. Yeah, I know, but you have work, and uh, you, sometimes you don't miss work for that. Well, uh, that was last year. Oh. Last year was the first rumble viewing party I missed, oh. um, and I kind of regret it. So, because Becky Lynch uh, had a big, big rumble, about mm. so this year I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I have another couple of weeks to to mull it over. But we don't have, uh, we don't even know. Like we don't have any favorites going in. Uh, no one's a clear winner to win the whole to both both rumbles. So, parang personally, I think we're gonna talk about this the more we get closer to it. But uh, there isn't that much to to bite on right now. 
I guess, but yeah. the rumble is uh, the rumble. Yeah, like, it's it always is, it fun. Is. It's a spectacle. There's always that. Uh, the drinking games are naman, always fun. Yeah, naman yung spectacle of what? Counting down, see, seeing who uh, is part of the 30 for each. But uh, this time, I don't think they're focusing on it as much. Or if they will, baka ikram na naman nila. I guess, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of looks like that. Because in previous years, you had the hype. Like in 2016, our first Rumble viewing party, if you mm. remember, but we, uh, we were all hyped for AJ and Nakamura. Right, right. Uh, hopefully making an appearance. And we got AJ, and that was awesome. And then um, just last year, we were all thinking that, oh, is Kenny Omega going to appear? Oh, God. Yeah. Now, now we know that he isn't. But uh, actually, I think it's one thing to uh, to think about. Now, there, it, there aren't that many surprises anymore, especially on the WWE side. Uh, from from outside to WWE, parang wala naman masadong big news. Um, whoever it is is likely gonna be. Uh, th- I mean, whoever the big surprises are gonna be are probably gonna be from NXT, NXT UK, or mga legends. Yeah, yeah, legends as usual. No big uh, rumors uh, being rumored so far. Uh, I'll let you know if there is or if there are any as uh, as the uh, weeks go by, but. Yeah, um, not as one more. Yumpa, there isn't as much uh, in that in that sense. Feeling ko it's because wala na free agent pool masyado. It's kind of thinned up because yeah, of AEW. AEW yeah. yeah. So like uh, we know where Marty Skrull is going. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to ROH. He's going to be their head booker, mm-hmm. and uh, he's reportedly getting six figure WWE level money for everything he's going to be doing over there. Yep. And then as mentioned, you've got AEW, which has. Uh, Basically, all the non-WWE top talent. So, uh, the speculation isn't as ripe as it used to be. Mm. And it kind of takes a, a, a hit sa rumble, which is kind of sad. But sa, no. Sa lang, sa lang, it doesn't mean uh, you guys don't come in and watch the show. Because I think it's going to be fun, for sure. It's always going to be fun. So, please bring your excitement to the door. Yeah. To Skinny Mike's, to the bar. And plan your leaves. Kahit oh. you half day leave lang. Oh. Because we'll be done by 12. You can have your yeah, lunch, yeah. then report to work if you're working BGC or Makati, right? If, if you've still got the energy to, to keep working the rest of the day, uh, I think some of us will, for sure. Yeah. Kaya um, yan, kaya it, it's uh, daylight, uh, wala pang daylight savings time. Eh. So the main show will actually start around 7 or 8 a.m. Yeah. Better we tell everyone to come in by like 5 or 6 because it's talaga ng table pag Royal well, Rumble. That's true for WrestleMania. I don't know if it, it's as true for the Rumble. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there last yeah, year. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was standing room really early, but uh, still, all the same. If you want a good seat, then come in early. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, you man, make a new friend, share a table. Yeah. yeah. Why the, not? The right? tables are big enough. Yeah. Uh, as we've seen uh, over at the over at the NJPW Wrestle Kingdom viewing party. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of tables, a lot of room to go around, and a lot of friends to be made. Yep. So there, those are our upcoming events for now. Um, shout out as well to all the other uh, members of the Podcast Network Asia family. It's hey, uh, yeah. steadily growing. We've got a bunch of new shows that you might want to check out. Uh, just a couple doors down uh, this corridor, uh, Two Niner Riders actually recording. So oh, right now? Yeah, if you're... Not, um, cool pals, yeah? No, no, no cool pals today. Uh, they're probably at the Chappelle show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so if you're a motorcycle enthusiast, you might want to check them out. They talk... Anything and everything about motor, uh, motorcycles, yeah. something our boy Chris Panzer knows about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to uh, listen, t- get in touch with your feminine side, you can check out the eavesdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my girlfriend was actually telling me about this uh, back-to-back episode stretch where uh, they were talking about Chico and uh, Chico and Del's yeah, mini. He was beef. there, but he was there at, on one of those episodes. Yeah, yeah. In that episode, they had a mini bull session. Talagang mm-hmm. nagharapan sila about how their friendship, the friendship sort of ended, yeah, yeah. yeah, and how they got back together yeah. as friends. Yeah, that that stuff got made some waves on on social media. 
Yeah, yeah. So those are the type of material you can expect here on Podcast Network Asia. And, um, you know, we've been making a lot of noise on the internet as well. So shout out to our CEO, Ronster Beiteong, for um, landing on Esquire. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, shout out to the writer who also put us there under the honorable mentions. Oh, nice, nice. I did not expect the Wrestling Wrestling <laughs> Podcast to get a shout out there. So. This humble niche podcast gets an honorable mention. Sana wrestling fan din siya. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Or, or someone close to them is yeah, a wrestling yeah. fan. Mm. Let them know that we exist. So yeah. we appreciate everybody doing their part to let people know that this podcast exists. All right. Time for us to get to talk about this week in wrestling and the biggest event that happened over the last seven days was NXT UK TakeOver. Yeah, uh, you would think that it's not a big event because NXT UK is such a niche uh, product for uh, for the UK market. But here we are. Uh, it still is pretty banging, especially if you give it a chance. Uh, you might not, not everyone might know what's happening on the NXT UK brand going into the pay-per-view. But uh, as always, as with any NXT product, if you just tune in, you're going to get uh, a really good time of really good wrestling. Um, no matter how much you know about the product, it's still a great show. Yeah, so I came in with like zero knowledge or very minimal actually, knowledge yeah. of, of NXT UK because I haven't watched an episode since like episode three, yeah. which is way, way sure. back last year. And I probably will start watching the whole thing weekly again because uh, I kind of want to skip 205 Live over it now. Yung, uh, yung opening match was Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. And I didn't know that they were feuding. I didn't know Eddie Dennis was injured and came back. But the mm-hmm. commentators are Tom Phillips and Nigel McGuinness. And mm-hmm. they do a very good job of laying out the backstory as yeah. these guys are making their entrances. So, dun pala makikita mo na they really, um, they, they cater to both yung mga hardcore fans and yung mga biglang mapapatun in. Oh, my NXT takeover yeah, pala yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's an example of what Ro was talking about earlier. Um, I, I only caught the main event. And the main sure, event sure. is Walter versus Joe Coffey. It's it's your traditional WWE hoss fight. Hoss fight. Loved it. Um, I, I thought it was uh, something definitely worth investing a half hour on. It wasn't the strongest main event on paper, but uh, I would definitely would rather much see other uh, matchups in that place better as usual because uh, these uh, these guys are two of the best that the world has to offer and then they're under the WWE banner. Uh, it is uh, a main event that definitely delivered uh, way past its expectations. Yeah, nagpatayin sila eh. Pero yung nakakatawa dito is that there were a bunch of run-ins. Like, yeah. it, it was a clusterfuck. Yeah, it was. Uh, you had Ilya Dragunov running in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had Alexander Wolf running in. So, I think that sets up Dragunov versus Wolf or something. Uh, no, it, it's already happened. Um, that thing is already uh, a callback at that point. Okay. Callback na siya uh, over from uh, matches that happened before. But didn't Ilya have a match with Finn Balor that same night? Or is it for Worlds Collide? No, the, that is a match scheduled for Worlds Collide. Okay, mm. okay. So Ilya Dragunov and Alexander Wolf, they, uh, they tangled with one, one another. And, uh, you know, we're, we're burying the lead here. But at the very end of the show, um, they did the usual takeover um, Chiron fake-out. Oh, uh, yeah. This is their fake-out of the year. Yeah, uh, so Imperium stands tall. But last year, exactly last year, Tyler, uh, not yeah. Tyler Bay, Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne had just beaten Joe Coffey uh-huh. uh, and retained the UK title. Yeah, and the fake-out is Walter's debut. Right. Mm. So this year, uh, Imperium stands tall and then the Undisputed Era just rush it. And you can tell. Like, you're watching Imperium standing tall. There's oh, a Chiron there. Na, na, na. Yung, yung fans are erupt. Na, yeah, so yeah. W- when, when their voices start rising, you know sh- some shit's about to go down, mm. right? And then Cole, Fish, Strong, and O'Reilly come in and just lay waste to Imperium. And uh, imagine four small guys uh, laying waste to two big guys uh, in Walter and Wolf. 
Pero uh, I guess you have the element of surprise and the element of having uh, not been having been fresh, having not been uh, you know go, gone through uh, a really hard main event like that. I guess logically, mapapatawot ko siya. Oh yeah, yeah, okay lang din. Uh, it's a great way to set up for Worlds Collide for sure. Um, also a great way, I guess, to tune in, to get people to tune into the Takeover pay per view uh, if you hadn't had plans to tune in already. Or if you're a fan yeah, of the yeah. Undisputed Era, the mm, that's, yeah, exactly, that's enough exactly, reason. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. Both are heel factions. Does this establish Imperium as like the anti-heroes or the baby faces here? Because yeah. the Undisputed Era is anti-hero in NXT. Eh? No, I think... Uh, I'm not sure. I think um, going by the reactions that uh, that we heard on the, in that segment, yeah, it definitely seems like uh, the UE are the anti-heroes here. Because... Um, it's it's in front of a crowd that was definitely pro Imperium before UE showed up. Right. So I don't so know. Bring your crowd. Yeah. I, I, I know. Um, they pretty much provided the energy of the whole event, and then you realize that okay, wow, these guys are really uh, still into NXT UK as a brand, yeah. even though the rest of the world might not be. Yeah. So parang. I'm amazed that they kept the whole energy going the whole night, and then now you have this, and they pretty much cheered both teams. So we don't know until we find out uh, on both NXT and NXT UK shows. See, uh, you know, you know very well that I'm a huge fan of NXT. Like I love my NXT. It's just that um, one of the few shortcomings that the brand has, and I'm, I'm talking about the NXT umbrella, is that they book their factions to be heels lang. Like, there is no yeah. babyface group. Oh, no, man. I think that's a shortcoming because, one, hindi siya balanced. Two, when you make these groups uh, go up against one another, which fans would really want, they would fantasy book uh, group showdowns, see new babyface. Mm. And I, I still believe that you need a clear-cut babyface and a clear-cut heel. Like, it would have been, been British Strong Style, I think. It would have been, yeah, yeah had uh, Pete Dunn not uh, made the lateral move to, to full sail. Mm. Sayang lang, um, I, I just wish na, you know, one of these groups would have been, been faced. Because even when Gallus was going up against UE or when Gallus was going up against Imperium, ganun din, eh, both are heel factions. No, 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 they're not. They're not heel factions anymore. I mean, Gallus is not a heel faction. Oh, talaga? It's not. Oh. Um, that's why uh, Joe Coffey was against Walter to begin with. Okay, I didn't get that impression because uh. I thought Joe Coffey was still a heel. No, no. Okay. Uh, I I realized this uh, somewhere before. Um, I, w- I was watching a random NXT UK episode. Yeah, and uh, they went up against Imperium, so it was clear to me then uh, they turned Gala's face somewhere along the way just because Imperium was here already. See, this is weird because uh, when they showed up on NXT, sobrang galawang heel parin sila. Because like NXT UK sila. Parang invader, an oh, outsider. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I stand corrected. I totally didn't know that Gallus was, was working mm. babyface. Mm. So, okay. Um, that, that takes care of that then. Mm. Any other thoughts on the other matches? Like, I haven't seen uh, the women's match or the ladder match or the other two undercard matches. So. I haven't finished watching everything, but uh, the ones I wanted to watch first based on the based on the reactions I've heard after the show were the women's match, the championship match, triple threat, uh, Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin, and of course the main event. And all of those definitely delivered. Yeah, um, um, when, when, you, when your expectation of a takeover or a big PPV is a change in the status quo, you won't really get it from, from takeover Blackpool? I don't, think, uh, I don't think every takeover means uh, you're changing the status quo. I guess in uh, recent years, lang, nah, uh, it, it's kind of happened. Nah. Siguro, I, More often than not, if there's a takeover, something's about to change. Yeah, I just think that they needed the show 
because they needed uh, a milestone. You know, uh, one of their usual. Uh, I think they do two UK takeovers a yeah, year. Yeah, Blackpool and Cardiff. Uh-oh. And yung yung Blackpool pumatak sa talaga sa one year anniversary yeah. of Walter's debut, and you know last year's uh, takeover in in Blackpool. So there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that takes care of that. Let's uh, transition now to another big thing that happened over the weekend. And that is Impact Wrestling crowning its very first female world champion yeah, yeah. in Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, I saw the match at uh, Impact's pay-per-view called Heart to Kill. That happened on Sunday, uh, their time, American time. And it was okay. Um, it, the, okay. The big question, the big elephant in the room is whether Tessa Blanchard was still going to get this spot after many accusations about her being racist, being uh, a terrible person, all overall backstage surface over the course of her career. Yeah, it's very interesting how this all came to light right before the pay-per-view uh, was about to happen. Yeah. So um, you have uh, you have this, this Puerto Rican wrestler, La Rosa. What is her name? Yeah, La Rosa. Yeah, so La Rosa was one of the people who spoke up. You had um, Sienna, uh, Big Swole, mm. uh Renee Michelle was another name. Yeah, Manami, Manami. Kavita Devi. Kavita uh, Devi, yeah. Who's in NXT. Yes. Um, a, a bunch of the NXT women, because they were working with her during the May Young Classic. Yeah. The so first May Young Classic. This, this all stems from a Tessa Blanchard tweet uh, when uh, she said something along the lines of women should be supporting one another. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really, uh, it, it was really dumb, to be honest with you. Uh, nobody thought, nobody was thinking about her. Uh, being a terrible person backstage until she brought that up and she brought that on herself. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, pulling up her Twitter right now. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's still it's there. It's still there. Wow. Yeah. So the tweet is, and I quote, Hey women, try supporting one another. Yeah, cool Jesus things Christ. happen. Jesus Christ. So that tweet has since been liked f- over 4,400 times. Uh, without, even, without even the things that she's done before in her career. That tweet itself is super bad. It is super uh, terrible. Uh, it's a terrible thing to tweet because it means uh, you're fishing for support going into your big match. Yeah, but if it, if, if it were Tessa Blanchard, if it were a Candice LeRae, like someone who's universally loved, like Kyrie saying, if, if, oh. if Kyrie was fluent enough to tweet something like that, oh. would you have that reaction? Like, oh, they're support. I think it depends, yeah. Yeah, it depends. who tweets it. I, I didn't give it much thought, actually. If I, Becky tweeted it, I wouldn't have cared. Uh, and I probably, don't think you yeah. would have too. Mm. So Chelsea Green reacts. Yeah, she yeah. Uh, quotes it and says, and I quote, you've consistently put down, bullied, and belittled countless female co-workers, mm. including me. Is that support? So from there, you know, naglabas na lahat ng mga ibang uh, female wrestlers from different promo- uh, promotions. Remember, Chelsea Green is with WWE now. With She's NXT, being managed yeah. by Robert Stone, formerly Robbie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So um, from there, you know, naglabas na lahat ng accusations. Um, people sharing uh, either sharing stories or alluding to stories. Yeah. Right. So um, as with always, as with everything. Uh, you and I will never know the full story. Sure. Unless, like, uh, miraculously, we get Tessa here in this room <laughs> or we get someone um, who has interacted with, with Tessa, Tessa Blanchard yeah, yeah. and they tell their side of the story. But we'll, we'll never get the, the, the full picture, right? So it's easy to um, throw around accusations and throw around opinions. But I just think that it's really unfortunate that this is the timing of the uh, incident. It's the timing because that's what she was looking for. I mean, that's the kind of support she was looking for 
uh, heading into that match, into that inter world championship match. Yeah, but uh, here, here's the thing though. Like, um, let's let's say I am someone in Tessa Blanchard's shoes, right? And let's assume that I may have had a, um, a, a not so pleasant history with my my peers in the business, deba. Right? Uh-huh. Like, what was I gonna expect after a tweet like that? Like. But no, that's the whole thing. That, that's it shows a la- an utter lack of self awareness on her part. They say she did. She really realize, or did she really think that she could get away with tweeting something like that without you know all of these stories from all of these women have they um, that she's wronged uh, surfacing all over again. Yeah, there, there's a Reddit thread uh, that's been going around since the weekend uh, where all of the tweets from the different women's wrestlers were compiled. Uh, Again, uh, we wouldn't know. But I, I wouldn't know how to uh, deal with this myself because I've never been in that spot. Right, right. And I hope to not be in that spot. Um, I, I just think that it really uh, just sullies such a... But it's, a, it's such a feel-good moment, Sana. Na, you know, you have someone who finally beca- becomes a world champion, a woman. Becoming a world champion of a major promotion in the U.S. I think what she should have done right there was, I mean, there was enough time. Eh? There was enough time before the the match, yeah. before the show, yeah. Uh, between the that tweet and the show. So what I would have done there is, as soon as the as soon as the stories kept coming in, started coming in, I would have just apologized because I, I at at the, at that point, I should be aware that I did. Some terrible shit, and I was in the wrong. So, parang to not apologize there after what, even the first story, even uh, kind of paints her as some someone even more terrible than what the stories say. But let's assume that she's innocent until proven guilty, because sure. until she's proven guilty, all of these are accusations. Sure. Uh, if if we're assuming she's innocent, then why apologize? Uh. uh like, what's the PR move? So, yeah, both of us are PR practitioners. <laughs> so let, let's brainstorm here. Like, what's the PR move assuming that our client is innocent? Why, uh, why would you assume again that the client is innocent? Well, uh, benefit of the doubt. Because if, if it were me, I would have uh, just gone ahead and owned up to it. Because that's the only play you have. Yeah, but if for whatever reason, the client is innocent. No, here's the thing. Cause if you keep denying, it's going to look worse. Yeah, it's gonna look way worse in in the face of all these stories mounting against you, all, and then you're gonna deny, you're gonna keep denying all of that, and then you expect to look good uh, heading into your match, into your show. I don't think it's gonna happen. So like, um, I'm I'm just trying to attack this from like the opposite uh, uh-huh. opposite point of view. Now you know, we're, we're gonna assume that she's really innocent and that um, everybody's just piling up against her, and and this this is probably a result of what Twitter has become, um, uh, the, the vehicle for cancel culture. Uh-huh. And while cancel culture is not wholly bad, uh, it's it's got. Uh, a very very big tendency to just sure, ruin sure. people's livelihoods or ruin people's public image, right? So, uh, um, you know, this is why I'm I'm so conflicted here because I don't know the entire story. So I don't want to assume that yeah, you know, uh, Tessa Blanchard is a is a horrible human being. I don't want to go out and say that uh, because I don't know everything. But but I must say if you're if you're saying that uh, Tessa is still innocent despite all of these. Uh, all of these accusations. It's like you're saying that uh, just because she didn't hurt me. No, 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 okay, no. No, no, no. Not that. Not that. More of it's like you're saying that people didn't get left in Batanes. Okay, just because she may not have done. So. I mean, that may not have happened despite all the accusations. Right? Huh? Okay. No, no. Here, here's the difference. Because like. 
for the people who were left in Batanes, they actually documented it. Yeah. Oh, how how is that any different from uh, documenting this? I mean, sure, it's probably not documented the same way as okay, we have pictures of us or we have video of us getting hurt or bullied by Tessa, so uh, stuff like that. It probably isn't that kind of documentation that you're looking for. But how? Uh, I don't know. How is it any different from? How, from these stories I think it's different Because of that Because of exactly that The lack of like The hard evidence Because with, with the Batanes incident sure, sure. We have the hard evidence To, to back up the claims yeah, and There were no contracts signed That uh, nobody got paid For the work that they did That people were flown there And did not get a return ticket That's all hard evidence And these are all corroborated By the victims Okay uh, But with, with this incident I mean like yeah, I want to listen to the victims. Yeah. Uh, when Chelsea Green goes out there and puts herself out there and says, nah, I, uh, you bullied me, I commiserate with that. Yeah. Pero um, it's, it's equally easy for me to say, you, Ro, bullied me. Mm-hmm. And if I tweet that out, people who, uh, who are supporting me can easily cancel you. Uh. You get what I mean? Mm. So it, it's a very tricky situation and it's an unenviable position to be in. Yeah. Uh, going, circling back to the original question, though. Uh, if, okay, assuming... Tessa is innocent. What's the PR move? Uh, you just, you just deny it out loud. That's a PR move. That is still kind of a PR bad look. Yeah, kind of bad look. Um, you say something, you make up. I guess uh, not to make up, but rather say that you didn't do any of this. Um, if there was, uh, I guess you also throw in something that if there were any miscommunications, misunderstandings, uh, disagreements, then you apologize. But you didn't really do any of this. That's the play, right? Right. It again. Uh, it, it's very. It, it's very dangerous ground, and um, it's just really unfortunate that this had to happen and that this had to happen now because uh, we could be talking about Tessa Blanchard in a different way. So uh, Impact doesn't acknowledge it. No, no. Um, Tessa doesn't acknowledge it. They kind of actually run away from it. Um, they proceed as planned. Uh, Tessa wins the, the championship, obviously. She actually has a statement on her Twitter. But after Pen, that's not during the show or before. No, no, this the is before. What, what, so what? she subtweeted Yung Sinabini Chelsea Green. Oh, that's even worse. And she said, and I quote, I've never been anything but kind to you. I've dealt with mean girls since I started, not saying I'm a saint. Hell, I've had my ups and downs and I've made silly decisions, such as life. You have zero merit in your comments. Instead, putting me down here for a little clout. You've got that my number. Is that subtweet? Subtweet not tagged her at She all? quoted the Chelsea ah, Green okay, tweet. Okay, okay. And then uh, she also tweeted, Not true. That is my statement. And the most attention, I'll give it because of how actually ridiculous it is. Okay. So okay. that is, for all intents and purposes, her statement. Fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the play. Uh, that's what she did. So she categorically denied everything. Mm. Basically. Right. Uh, yeah, um, but still, Impact didn't say anything. No, no. Um, other than that, she didn't say anything. They proceeded as planned, uh, despite how terrible it might look, uh, putting um, putting her on the pedestal like that. But it it was no other. Uh, there was no. There was no other way to proceed because they were building up this win for so long that to derail it off now. Uh, would look so, but ba- would, would look much worse. I yeah, think. yeah. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Na parang no win position si impact eh, given this this bad PR situation, ba? If they give it to Tessa, uh, parang shame on them yeah, from yeah. social media. Yeah. If they don't give it to Tessa, shame on them, paren, because they blue bossed her. Uh, well, it kind of turned out okay in their favor because uh, on the show itself, uh, it w- there was a good reaction from the crowd when Tessa won. Yeah. So. 
uh, everyone was still cheering her. It didn't seem like anything wrong happened, anything different happened on Twitter or wherever. Uh, so it worked out, I guess. Um, what I would have done is what uh, WWE did with Seth. Yeah. Nah, they turned him heel after all his Twitter controversies and then really leaned into his douchebag character. How do you turn Tessa heel though when she's the, the only woman so far yeah, to have held well, the title? Same thing. Same, same way you turn Seth heel. What, um, you, you, you wait a few weeks? I guess. Or at that show itself. Now, uh, yeah, I won. All right, all right, uh, fuck you all. Depending depend on how, how long this, uh, this whole controversy runs, like whether it's still going to be sustained, what, two or three weeks after, a month after. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Right. Um, so, you know, for, for whatever it's worth, it's still a reason, I guess, to tune into Impact. You know, if, if you're looking for, for alternatives to WWE, you've got a lot. And yeah, there um, is, yeah. AEW is definitely at the top of that list for sure. And that's why I want to talk about it yeah, because I've been watching Dynamite since the first episode. And even if I miss an episode, I make it a point that back to back. And, you know, most times it, I, I regret it immediately because in two hours, palang napapagod na ako eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So there's something about Dynamite, and I've been meaning to get this off my chest that I just don't get. Like, I'm not as invested in it as I would like. I'm invested in certain people. I love Chris Jericho because I, I have been a fan for years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. automatic, if, if Jericho's on my screen, I watch, right? Okay. Um, I don't care about the Young Bucks. And I know sure. this is going to upset some people, but I don't give a shit about the Young Bucks. I, I, I'm not that invested in them as well. I don't care yeah. about Kenny sure. Omega. Oh, okay. I sort of care about Cody. I sort of care about MJF. Okay. I barely care about the Jurassic Express <laughs> and SCU. Uh, I don't. To me, private party is just a poor man street profits. Okay. So um, these are all opinions I have because I think the AEW is focusing on the wrong things. Okay. So um, they've they've presented themselves as the alternative to WWE, and they're doing it by having long matches. Like that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Because every show has 15 minute match after 15 minute match after 20 minute match, and I'm like. Jesus, I, I don't need all these pay-per-view quality matches week after week after week. And true, I think true. what WWE has done well for all of the shit that they've done na, na maganda, what they've mastered is yung production quality, uh. how they're able to time things such that hindi ka nagsasawa or pagbitin man, it leaves you wanting for more. When Drew McIntyre goes out there and squashes No Way Jose, um, it makes me want to see a match where Drew McIntyre finally meets his match. Right. Whereas dito sa AEW, it's like every Kenny Omega match is so fucking long. Right, right. So, um, and, and uh, parang, para sa ligay na to, mabilis na nga siya because like, sanay ako sa New Japan, nagmamarathon siya, about 35, 40 minutes, one hour matches, right? Parang ito, this is like a quick sprint na for, for Kenny Omega. But I don't think this is the way to go. Like, if, if AEW wants to be the counter or the alternative to WWE, I don't necessarily think that long matches are the way they should do it. Okay, uh, I agree with you there in in respect in that respect because uh, you 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 really hit it on the head that there are too many there are too many minutes of wrestling going on in each AEW episode and I think that they're using this to try and parang not to hide but compensate for the fact that uh, people are tired of poor storytelling on the WWE side yeah uh, poor angles poor. Uh, Programs, uh, definitely head scratching uh, feuds and all that. Yeah, like the Rusev Lana yeah, yeah. angle. That is still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
that stuff is terrible to watch. So I think the it, it certainly seems like AEW takes a look at that, and then they re, they somehow think that the way to counter program that is to just have really good matches. But I don't think that yeah. uh, that necessarily solves it. Because, yeah. for example, the Chris Jericho John Moxley story is actually pretty good. Yeah. Now Jericho is trying to poach Moxley and uh, have him join the inner circle. He's made his Godfather offer, and then uh, Moxley's supposed to answer it about, yeah. or has already answered. I'm I, I I'm not sure if I finished in last week's episode. He so, he he faked it out. Okay, there. Yeah, he faked it out. So so there. So you don't need a 25 minute match for that. Yung I think uh, main event mapapatawad ko if it's like SCU versus uh, the Lucha Bros sure. about for the tag team. I think the main event should own, should be the longest match on the card. Yeah, always. Um, even I, although I know SmackDown doesn't follow this rule, does not. They, they <laughs> do not. No, <laughs> do no, not. no. Um, uh, we touched on this weeks ago, but the way that they book some of their characters is also very inconsistent. I mentioned Emi Sakura a few uh, weeks ago. How she comes out as a babyface but works heel in the ring. Like, uh. what's up with that? She's not the only one. Um, the, the Lucha Bros oh. are a very good example of people who come out to a good reaction, kind of act like. Uh, badass baby faces when they're making their way to the ring and then in the middle of the match they start turning heel uh, I know this because uh, I've always been baffled as to what the Lucha Bros are after the tag team tournament I think they're heel yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're heel now but uh, it also doesn't make sense Parang Pentagon is the only one who can really pull off being heel because we all know him as a heel back in Lucha Underground but uh, Ray Phoenix doesn't uh, doesn't have that same uh, heel quality ra- about him. You know why? Yeah, because he keeps flying around. That's true. And as an audience member, you pop for high flying shit, uh, diba? Uh-uh. And uh, no, uh, it's fine. Um, the high flying stuff is fine. I, there is a way to pull it off as a heel, nah, especially if you're just um, being a really arrogant dick about it. But am I getting yeah. old? And I don't want my heels flying around. Yes, a little bit. But uh, it also in yeah, it, it's in the how it's in how the heel carries himself. Here's the thing: AEW tries to say now we're doing things WWE won't do, and yet they're kind of doing some of the same things. No, no, I want to say the same things. Like obviously WWE doesn't do the uh, doesn't have that much wrestling on their own TV shows. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do think that AEW thinks the best way to. To establish characters is to have them wrestle long matches. No, I, I mean the Dark Order. Even though uh. Uh, they're, they're not the best group ever, uh. I'm invested in their arc uh. because they've got really good vignettes. Sure, yeah, that's true. Uh, remember in WWE, especially when you and I started watching, uh, we got invested in Carlito and Kofi Kingston and Alberto Del Rio just watching their vignettes. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have them go out and put on a 25-minute marathon free to get invested in that character. Uh. MJF is someone worth investing in even though he doesn't really wrestle. Yeah, uh, how many, like I can probably count on like two hands how many matches he's had. Uh, including yung mga, uh, pay-per-views before the actual shows. Here's the thing about the shows. The shows are supposed to be teasers for your pay-per-views. Mm. And WWE understands that to a degree. Well, also because they have pay-per-views every month. Uh, AEW doesn't. Um, you, as you've seen, the next pay-per-view is what? In February. Yeah, in Revolution. And that was what? The last pay-per-view was in November. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense then that uh, some, TV, uh, some TV episodes will have like... Uh, big matches like NXT does. Yeah, yeah. So I get that in that respect. So yeah, counter argument. Sure. Why was Lucha Underground so easy to follow? Let's take out the length 
from that uh, from that story. Yeah, Lucha Underground for one hour, Dynamite two hours. But Lucha Underground didn't really have pay per views. Because ah, Lucha Underground is a show about wrestling. It is a show. No, not about, about wrestling. It was a show about an underground lucha libre fighting club. Yeah. So they understood that they had to write around the show and not to write it as a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Gets. So, parang they were self-aware that there was a bigger arc, whereas the dynamite, this is it. Uh, it's not that they were self-aware. It's more of they knew it wasn't a wrestling show. It was a show about wrestling. Okay. So it it was uh, it was a given for them that there were there was going to be a lot more character work. Okay, so again, then compare AEW to yeah. its direct competitor NXT. Sure, NXT is also a two-hour-long show mm-hmm. with uh, probably a roster as deep as AEW's, but NXT is easier to follow. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a- NXT is easier to get through, and I think it's because they they know how to mix it up with the squash matches, the quick. Non-squash matches and yung actual uh, hard-hitting affairs. I'll tell you why as well. Uh, something you probably might not have uh, considered. It's also because of the style. Uh, AEW uh, has their um, has a lot more freedom kumbaga, to have wrestles wrestle the way they want. Yeah. Whereas in WWE, as with all WWE brands under their umbrella, it kind of follows the WWE style of uh, less is more. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Even though it could get boring and slow sometimes on any WWE program, yeah, um, they fi- they kind of that's the beauty of their programming at the PC. Yeah, in parang tried and tested method. Yeah, yeah. they know it works. Uh, it's not obviously not for every wrestling fan. It's yeah. not that. It's not their cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a reason then why AEW is winning in the ratings. Yeah. Because uh, there is an entire subset of fans who like it this way. Right. But that's just the way it is. Here's my last hot take for this. And after that, we can move on. Um, there are people online who've been afraid that oh, AEW might just be like WCW in its dying years, where mm-hmm. it was a big-ass circle jerk. I fear that AEW already is. I don't think so. Because uh, the worst of WCW was the worst parts of WWE turned inward. Yeah. You... you uh, see how WWE gets absurd right now because there's no one to check them and you know really derail their momentum mm-hmm. and their uh, viewership, right? Yeah. Uh, what WC- what WCW did to fail was that they took those absurdities and really ran rampant with them, uh-huh. and then uh, basically used those absurdities to. Uh, in in their circle jerks, not just you absurdities, eh, uh, but even how they book themselves basically yeah. to to remain on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is part of the absurdity. With AEW, I don't accuse like the young bucks of always putting themselves over because they clearly don't. that's not the case. <laughs> they don't, yeah. Not even Kenny Omega is always on top. Cody's not on top all the time either. But I think the circle jerk comes in through the length of the matches and them wrestling their own style and not yeah, having yeah. much control. That, that's a good point. Yeah, I so like there, that point. So there, that that's where I see the circle jerk. And it's not as obvious as it was in WCW. But when I say that uh, AEW is already a circle jerk, that's where it comes out. So it's just something for you to think about. I mean, I'm not going to stop watching AEW because I do have some vested interest in it. And as a longtime fan of the business, I want AEW to succeed. Mm. I just don't want it to bore me. Is that uh, too much to ask? Well, the thing about that is it's already succeeding. So you may be bored. You may not like how they conduct business, but... 
uh, it's working. Whatever whatever they're doing is working for the market they're trying to capture. It might not all be perfect every week, but it. I guess to a lot of people, it feels like enough of an alternative to uh, the WWE machine. So, yeah, um, it's an entirely different taste. Uh, uh, it's just the way it is, and it's just the way people like it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I guess I'm in the minority here. <laughs> Unfortunately. I, I'm in the minority. And lumalabas na, you know, uh, oh, look, look at that Stan C guy. Uh, what a pro WWE mark. What I, what I will say about the things you mentioned, especially uh, the match length uh, and, and those concerns, is that it isn't inherently wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't think it makes for a terrible wrestling product. It just makes for, personally, between the two of us, uh, it just makes for a product that I can't, really keep up with every week yeah yeah mm. so uh sadly as much as i want to uh hail aew as a true alternative to wwe uh this isn't personally the way i want to watch it. that's why i kind of like uh uh nwa power uh-huh. so it is the exact opposite of what aew is standing for right now yeah the matches are really short uh there are there's way more uh character work and talking yeah. So, uh, to me, I think when that happens, when when there is too much talking, yeah, when there is too much segments, too much segments to uh, build up all the different gimmicks, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of makes the the wrestling a little more special. not enough talk. I mean, you have to watch being the elite and dark and all. Oh that yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You know that I sh- you should have brought that up earlier. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Yeah, like I have to watch so many things to keep up with an already two hour long show. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with AEW that you have to watch the ancillary. Uh, programming just yeah. to understand the main story. Yeah, I, I don't need that. Uh, wh- why can Raw get away with a three-hour program mm-hmm. without the need for you to go to their social media channels, right? I mean, if, if you have time for an hour-long episode of Dark and like a 15-minute Being the Elite episode, good for you. God bless you. I don't have that time anymore. Right, right. I'm 30 next month. I don't have this time anymore. I'm trying to be a functioning adult here. No, it's not even about the time. It's about... For me, it is. Yeah, but I would say that it's not about whether who has the time for the other stuff. It's more of you should be putting the other stuff in the main stuff. Yeah, and, and you should be able to streamline everything. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not efficient. Mm, yon, yon, yon. It's, it's just not efficient. Right, uh, so so we're going to leave the AEW discussion here. If you want to j- uh, jump in, if you have any violent reactions because AEW is the best, then go ahead and tweet me at underscore Stancy. Tweet Ro at Ro is War and tweet the podcast as well at Wrestling2XPod. Let's get this conversation going. L- let's try not to flame one another and be responsible social media using adults here. One last thing. Uh, I would say that, I don't know if it's because of the, the, the power of... WWE to purchase so many talents uh, around the world. Yeah, but the 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 matchups on NXT are more compelling to me. Oh yeah, uh. I agree. I mean, the time splitters being back uh, in yeah. in WWE. Fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, uh, the time splitters, as you uh, as you just heard right now, and as you probably already know from last week. Yeah, are back in participating in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They're taking so, on the Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah, uh, I mean, imagine that. Uh, um, it's amazing how WWE is the one company that's able to bring back the time splitters. Diba? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 
All right, there. So uh, hit us up on Twitter if you have anything uh, that you want to contribute to this discussion. Mm. All right, uh, so let's stay in the WWE umbrella now and let's talk about Paige because she made headlines over the last uh, 16, 17 hours as of recording because she subtweeted a tweet of a fan who screen-capped a portion of Triple H's interview following, I think, TakeOver mm. Blackpool. Probably that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the interview itself, or the clip in question, is something we'll play right here. When you're talking about people as talented as Edge, Paige, who wouldn't want them to return? I'm a fan just like everyone else, and I, I would, yeah, I would love to see them step into the ring and compete. More importantly than that, though, I'd like to see them live long, healthy lives. You know, Edge has kids, you know, Paige... Maybe uh, she probably has something she doesn't know of, but um, <laughs> thank, thank you. Can <laughs> you need some coffee today? <laughs> um, so the clip itself isn't so bad when you think about it, because the message is about Daniel Bryan coming back and Edge and Paige People coming back, yeah, yeah, you know, overcoming their injuries and whatnot. And overall. That's a good thing. Mm. I like Daniel Bryan coming back. Yeah. I want Edge to be back. All the injured people who probably might have had their careers cut short would be great to have back. Right. Hindi lang okay yung joke ni Triple H at the end. And okay, uh, it's not okay, cool. Uh, uh, I want to be. I don't. I don't want to be this guy. But to me, it wasn't cool. But it wasn't bad as well. Like it could have been so much worse. Okay, I, I don't want to be that guy who encourages another dude yeah, of sure. making, uh, making yeah. a joke out of a woman's biological functions. Uh-oh. Because that's not cool. Especially in this day and age. Or in any day and age for that matter. So I think I see where Paige draws the line. Yeah, yeah, I see it too. I see it too. But to me, because there are degrees to, to everything. And this wasn't scorching hot to merit, you know... That reaction. I, I, although, although no, I, here's where you and I disagree. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it, I get it. That uh, Paige should stand up for herself. No, 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 not even that. Okay, there's the context that Paige has been made fun of and ridiculed yeah, yeah, because yeah. of her sex, yes, uh, sex yeah, videos, the sex tapes. Yes, yeah, the sex tapes, right? Uh We all know what happened. So it, it's another low key sex joke, and the fact that these jokes haven't ended for Paige, I get why this is a source of yeah, pain yeah, and too. anger. Now, don't get me wrong, I get it too. It's just that I don't know. It's if I were Paige, and obviously I'm not Paige, I wouldn't have sweat over that uh, over that particular line. But again, obviously I'm not Paige. I'm not. Uh, I'm not to say what uh, what sets me off or what sets Paige off or not. So I will give it to her as well that she is well within her rights to uh, feel the way she feels. No, I, I think she's perfectly entitled to feel exactly, what she yes. wants to feel, yeah. how she, she is feeling. About, I think she's also perfectly entitled to speak up about it. Yeah. What, what's the worst that could happen to Paige? What, they're going to fire her? Yeah. What does she have to lose? Um, I, I think nah, uh, it was a very bad look for Triple H because he is their boss. And he is the one of the figureheads of a big publicly traded company. And for him to make a sexist joke like that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sexist joke. Yeah, it is. Let's it call is. it what it is. It's it's not a good look. And um, it could have been so much better had he just kept that to himself. Oh, because he, uh, um, Triple H is almost 50 and his views um, on the world may be different from you and I. Mm. And I respect that. But you know, there are certain jokes that probably should just not leave our mouths anymore. And mm. that joke was one of them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's all there is to say about it. All right. Mm-hmm. 
let's end this uh, episode or before we get to the picks of the week let's talk about Raw really quickly okay, okay um, some things to talk about one the Rusev Lana telenovela angle is still not fucking over What's fuck that? <laughs> still not over um, the rumors are that this is set to last all the way until Wrestlemania Jesus Christ for real yes how, uh, how much more can they twist it <laughs> I do not know but there is a mixed tag match scheduled for next week okay yeah so Rusev and Liv are teaming up no, okay lang. Actually, I mean, the problem with uh, stretching stories that far is that you bombard everyone every week. If you didn't do that, like, if Lashley and Rusev and Lana and then maybe Liv took a detour doing other things, right? Doing uh, other stories and getting involved with other people in the wrestling part of the show. Uh, it might be okay to come back to what? Come WrestleMania time. Yeah, it's kind of like what New Japan does, right? Yeah. They're going to set something up, uh, for, for for example, for New Beginning or Dominion, right? Uh-huh. Then some shit goes down to G1 and the New Japan Cup and all the other shit. Then by um, the la- uh, last quarter of the year, they're back to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And they're on their collision course. I mean... Uh, you, I mean, Rusev already lost. Um, and Lashley, he lost again today. Lashley already won the whole divorce thing. Yeah. So, parang, why couldn't we, uh, if we're going to go with this, and uh, there is no reason not to because they've already done this, but why can't we just, um, why can't we just explore married life between Lana and Lashley? And yeah, then, and parang, uh, oh, it's not, it's all it's cracked up to be pala. Yeah, exactly. Do, do that shit. Uh Keep them away from each other for what? For a couple of months at I think least. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the problem with these things, and that's something that Vince forgot how to do uh, in all these years, in what, over two or three decades of con- uh, condensing the, the WWE uh, calendar and putting so many shows in it. <laughs> um, here's one more storyline on Raw that I'm really sick and tired of yeah. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I also wondered why they kept going back to that well. I mean, obviously, it's because they, they have good chemistry together. But yeah. uh, when I saw that Buddy Murphy is uh, under under Seth Rollins' wing now, yeah. uh, I, was, I was like, okay, that's cool. No, I like this development because finally, I think we're going to get rid of the Alistair Black-Buddy Murphy story. Uh-huh. Only because yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, I don't know what Paul Heyman was going for when he kept giving us uh, Murphy versus Black for the nth time. Oh, no, they just wanted a good match. That's what they do. Yeah, but like in previous years, we never had that problem. Yes, we did. Or, or okay. Yes, we had. Um, okay, uh, outside of this era, like the ruthless aggression era, we never had this problem. When um, The only time we did have this situation was when there was a best of seven. Mm. But I think there, there wasn't anything on the line. There was no best of seven. Let's just keep these guys fighting. Mm. It, it was stupid. Okay. I, I lost interest in it. And then now, uh, Buddy Murphy has aligned with uh, Seth and AOP. That's good. I think, I think this is good. Um, I love factions. I don't know what the ties of Buddy Murphy to Seth and AOP, but I'm all in. You know, uh, He probably has bought in, into the whole Monday Night Messiah thing, which I love, by the way. I love that as a gimmick. Monday Night Messiah. Catchy. Mm. Great t-shirt. Um, cue all the hardcore religious people uh, screaming sacrilege. I think this is the... Uh, this is the rated R superstar of this uh, era. Of, no, no, of Seth Rollins. Ah, yung, yung that nickname that stands out. Mm. Need the architect. No, it's it's the it's the character that he can finally tap into, and you know I don't know if he could take it mainstream, but it's the gimmick that could finally really put him on the map as a as a villain, as a top villain. Uh, the same way rated R did for Edge. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope so because like um, the whole fist fight shit wasn't gonna do it. Mm. 
let's talk about that really quickly because uh, they were bill- uh, they, they announced it last week and it caused so much noise on social media because number one, what the fuck is a fist fight even in, in, in WWE? <laughs> in WWE, what are the rules? How does I mean, someone win? And I mean, then all matches are hand to hand, right? So. Yeah, and then uh, ano, the main closed fist bawale mm. in wrestling. So ito pwede. Mm. But then again, Big Show's finisher is basically a closed fist. A closed fist, fist yes. So where's Maybe the that's logic why they got that? him for the match. No, that's why they got him for the match. But when the match happened, it was basically a no DQ match. Tables were bust out, kendo sticks, all these weapons. So what was the point really of setting this up as a fist fight? Mm. I don't oh. get it. Uh, well, the, the, the marketing ploy, the promotion of the whole thing. Uh, as you know, Kevin Owens asked, uh, tried to ask what the rules of the fist fight were yeah, and he he was put on hold for five hours. <laughs> it's so dumb. It, it it it's really dumb. Um, I'm just glad now we got the Buddy Murphy thing coming out of this. Uh, the Becky Lynch Asuka saga looks to be on, on you know on a forward path at mm. the very least. You know, um, Charlotte and Sarah Logan have a mini feud. I don't know why, but I'm into it because it means Sarah Logan is getting uh, Sarah Logan is getting screen time. Um, it, it, it's the little things, you know. You know, in Charlotte, Sire Logan, they're not bombarding us with a, I would with say, a twenty minute match. I would say, uh, even though not everything he does is a hit, uh, I think Paul Heyman is really good at utilizing uh, the rest of his roster. I think whoever's running SmackDown is doing the same thing. Then I mean, Sana. look at the Otis Sana. Mandy story. I yeah. love the Otis Mandy angle. I think it's really good. Um, it, it's very organic. It's not disrespectful to anyone. And it's tapping into relatable emotions that mm. everyone can identify with. Mm. Uh, look at the Sami Zayn stable. It's right. also something worth investing is, in. Is Mojo still on in that stable? Like, no, is he really? he's not. He's on Raw. So, no, I mean, so it really was just a one-off thing? Yeah, it's a one-off thing. Okay. So Mojo is your 24-7 champion, by the way, after uh, Brock laid waste our truth <laughs> So, uh, so I'll give Paul Heyman that. Now you got the Mojo Rawleys and the Sarah Logans and the fine No Way Jose's. Get out there, but they they have something to do. Mm. And uh, Paul Heyman has managed to make me care about Randy Orton again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to to some extent, yeah. Let's give credit where credit is due. It's just that the big stories are not executed as well as we'd like. Okay, yeah, it's not. Yeah. So, uh, Jose, there's still a lot of meddling by Vince and all that. Um, if you can, I mean, what Paul does is that he does the little stuff well, but obviously, I think uh, there is a lot of meddling on not about meddling, but you know, hands very, very hands-on management by Vince McMahon. Yeah, which has always been the uh, the problem, uh, and and we've heard it directly or indirectly from people who have been in and out of WWE. Mm-hmm. So you know, for I think I think ito, parang we can generally corroborate and accept this fact, right? Yeah, okay. So that's pretty much it for this week in wrestling. Uh, is this for, for now? Yeah, for now, for, for the now. first half, for the first half of the week. Yeah, we've got some other stuff going on. We talked about PWR Mabuhayam Wrestling. We talked about the Royal Rumble viewing party. Now let's give you our picks of the week. We'll mm-hmm. give you our, our picks. I'll start. Uh, mine is the main event from Takeover UK. Walter Joe Coffee told you why we loved it, and if you just have room for time for one match, pick that. Sure, sure. Okay, mine is. Uh Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Bate from the same show. Really good stuff. You should watch it. Uh, it's really good. Uh, but also, if you want to, you should definitely catch uh, Tessa Blanchard's uh, World Championship win. Have I told you that Jordan Devlin's actually tall? What? Yeah. He's like 5'10". He's, uh, yeah, that, that's tall. No, but not WWE tall. Well, I, I guess. But like, say he's like uh, as tall as Finn. Yeah, so I met him in person at Access. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh. because I I had this image of him as uh, well, not really Drake Maverick height, but like Singh's height. Oh, what? 
But alam ko they were like he and Finn are like carbon copies of each other. Oh well, yeah. Uh, I I know he was called Budget Ballard, but yeah, yeah. ilang ilang. I, I was just shocked that Jordan Devlin is actually a tall person. Alright, right. So there. Uh, before we end episode 312 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we got to tell you what's happening for 313. This podcast is about to get more handsome. Hey. We've got the newest member of MSG, El Guapo, Carlos Zamora, joining us for next week's episode of, or for Thursday's episode, rather, of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We'll talk about how he ended up uh, coming to the Philippines in the first place, working for PWR, how he ended up back here within a year, and how uh, he found himself back on the card and as a member of MSG. Can I just say that you signed him to MSG but we are not the first podcast to have him on. We're not? We're not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, we're not. Sadly. Oh, well. (laughs) I I could not resist. Okay. Alright, so there. That's something uh, for you to look out for on uh, Thursday or Friday's episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Until then, uh, please continue to subscribe, hit download, leave us a five-star rating, and leave comments, and use the power of social media to let people know that this very humble niche podcast actually exists so that we have honorable mention on an Esquire article. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any other comments you want to send our way, the Twitter is at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, there's at Caveman Camus at China Supersized, even though neither of them are here. He's at Rovis War. I'm at underscore Stan C. This is episode number 312 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to Babyface producer Ryan and to Val for doing all of the legwork behind the scenes and our family here at Podcast Network Asia. And we remote co-working Philippines where we where we record every single episode since we signed. Uh, th- that's it. Uh, this episode's in the books. We're out of here. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.